Hello, welcome to Solomon's Temple. I think it was about that time, uh, spontaneously, and I really thrive on spontaneousness because I believe life is very spontaneous, even though it comes on through an orderly fashion. There is a, a never-know element to what's happening. You know, the future is certain, but we, we're very uncertain in, in the present, so all you do is you just give in to the present, and then the future just comes on spontaneously. And it's all ordered perfectly. Uh, if you'd allow it, it certainly will. These conceptions of personhood is what this is going to be about. I feel like I'm, I'm in, the, I'm in a beginning stage, a, a still a gestational stage, of understanding the true spirit in my body and in my mind. If you could separate those, but for the sake of philosophy, let's just say that in the body is what you feel, and then in the mind is how you compartmentalize it through your waking uh, surface iceberg self. And then the deep unconscious would be your personhood. It'd be almost the, the, uh, the deep uh, brain, the deep psyche brain uh, operation of everything that's going into you. Uh, to, to summarize, my conception of personhood in a more general sense goes something like this an awareness of being in the world and having been without consent birthed into being and dealing with a relatively narrow proximity of choices within a collective organization now this implies that the spontaneousness of life is generated through an unfoldment with chaos and with order so here you are and it's all caused but here you are well there's an element of chaos around that an element of not knowing an element of of things being set apart from other things so that certain things will not be chosen certain instances will arise uh, circumstantially and otherwise by control and by freedom and uh, you have to see my conception of free will through my other episode but I think you have an intuition of what this is because you are here as well and have your own personhood. I believe personhood generally is the same across the board. However, the emergent reality as an expression or an aperture of the potentiality of, of all of personhood will change. And you are birthed into being with an awareness of yourself. And this awareness of life will change different there are different people at different parts of the world culturally societally in your energy body is big everyone has a personality and that personality is informed by the feelings and the spells that are around you that you internalize because everyone's trying to tell you who you are everyone's trying to make you feel a certain way about how to be but you feel a certain way about it and so do they but not everyone's the same so Without consent, you're just thrown here, and here you are. And people are telling you, you just got to deal with it, you know? And so you do. And this is not your fault, exactly. I mean, you have to take it on. You have to take on what's in front of you and try to make a productive choice about it. Or at least to be in, in tune with yourself is really all, all you can be. I mean, maybe what is there to do? You know, there's nothing to do, but you just kind of... It just so happens. It just so happens that I'm a third house communication, Mercury, 
you know, Gemini communication, uh, knowledge principle in Sagittarius, uh, philosophy, higher learning. I have this impulse to do this. And everything I have been doing has just, I've chosen to do it, but I haven't really felt like this was anything other than what I'm supposed to do. Because this is what I know and this is what feels right. So it just sort of happens. And in a sense, you are the currents you're following, predetermined. And then you make your determinations. You know, you choose yourself. That is, you are a being in the world that chooses your destiny because your destiny is the only really option you have. Now, there's many things in the world. What are these? Well, there's a collection. There's a, bun there's a bunch of organized collectivity going on. And then yet we have this narrow proximity for which we make our choices and situate ourselves within this collection and this organization. And there's probably equal parts chaos and order. I've noticed that in time, a being in time, is that there is an expectation from past that you expect things to happen as they have in the past. But the future is always changing these expectations. So the past seems to be more stable in our mind than the future because the future is going to change what we have already established. So life is patterning and change. Things change, things stay the same. The more things change, the more they stay the same. And we are all caught up in the illusory dance. As the uh, Hindus would say, we are lost in the details or lost in maya. Or as the Christians might say, um, there's an absolution to the spirit. You know, and that would be order. That would be like out of all mind possibilities, this is the truth in spirit. You know, and that's, that's that. That settles it because I believe what's being said here. And that can be a problem because that could be too much order, but also too much chaos. And you don't know exactly what it is that you're dealing with. And then any fool could, could run, the, you know, run the ship or, or say whatever they want on a podcast or, or whatever it is. We know that there is a certain threshold of energy that exists. And with it, when certain things are espoused, let me put it this way. People are like this. I had an experience yesterday. I was going to walk across to go into the taqueria and have a very nice breakfast. And it was very nice. I was very, very grateful to have it. And I didn't want to walk fast. I just wanted to walk the speed I wanted to walk in that moment. I didn't want to hurry myself just because someone is over here in a car and I'm just busy walking. But I wasn't very much in the road at that point. They could have drove by, but they decided to stop and be patient and let me go. So I walked at my pace and... It probably took me like um, eight seconds to cross the road. But if I were to speed up for their own sake and get across the road, it would have taken me maybe four or five seconds. So the people lost three seconds. And when they drove off all mad and they honked their horn like they were impatient with me, like, dude, why aren't you walking faster? It's like, do you need those three seconds back? There's a certain amount of relational beingness to your personality. To make it seem like you're living apart from every reality, but you're really all the realities. There's no need to be relatively um, upset about it. You know, it, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. It's all leading into the next thing. Just be patient with it and be open to receive it. You know, um, the way, at least in culture, of dealing with our neuroproximity proximity of choices and how we act how we view and organize ourselves and, and orient ourselves to the world is oriented definitely towards the self more. There's no balancing middle anywhere. And there's no cause for concern with a lot of stuff, but we're still concerned with it. So we have no humor. We're very serious people. 
And to give people a democratic chance at saying that they have the right judgment on things when clearly they simply don't. And you don't want to take people's right to make their own choices or to choose on behalf of a collective, but I don't trust, if this is this, uh, I know this is a narrow sample, but this, if this is what I'm sampling most of the time and this is how people are, we got a problem, man. Like if, if this is the norm, this doesn't work. Something's got to change. Something definitely has to happen there. We got to start thinking more relatively and just relaxing more. Now, change seems to be a constant, and yet there are still constants. There's still the term constancy, but change is very constant, but change is not constancy. It's a paradox. It's very interesting. Tra trauma. I mean, people will traumatize each other and, and offend each other over the little things like crossing the road in less than uh, eight seconds. You know, I mean, imagine what would happen if there was even more injustice. I mean, how much hate there would be. It's hard to dig ourselves out of these things, but they're all illusory. I mean, come on. It's one continuum self. It only appears to change. This is personhood. I'm not saying we're all one and that personality doesn't take on different ways. And that there aren't fallibility. There aren't fallenness. There aren't exaltation. There isn't detriment and goodness. And all these things that we all are, but what I'm saying is the true self is non-dual in the end. It just has a way of, of showing itself in its contrast to work itself out, to evolve itself, to change its pattern. In religion, it's just how do you live? A way of life. And that involves ordering and involves a bit of chaos. You have to understand those two things to live a path and walk away that is most conducive to your life and your happiness according to universal principles. So a lot of people think religion is bad, and or organized religion can be, but you can't get rid of God, and you can't get rid of the things that are true and spirit, because otherwise you just feel awful. Science. We have a way of looking into things, and we try to understand and create a reliability around the patterns we see in the physical world. We like figuring things out. We don't want to be strangers to what there is, and in some sense we're becoming, uh, we're eating from the tree of knowledge, you know? And this has controlled reality to a great extent. It has ameliorated many things, but it solves just about as many problems as it causes, in a sense. But this seems to be it. And the more we know, the surface area of ignorance grows, and, and we, we, we create more problems by controlling reality through our sciences, and yet we ameliorate a lot of them. So I'm thinking maybe you just keep problem solving until all is blue. And um, I think a, a tempered approach would be why not problem solve to the point where we stop creating problems and we ameliorate problems in a way that we could ameliorate the problems caused by the problems and then don't cause any more problems. And if we create more or if we learn more, then before we implement them, before, you know, we run into another problem, we're just creating more amelioration without the problem. And this requires a sort of circumspection rather than a narrow proximity of choices. You have a collective thinking more broadly, but science is very detail oriented, but philosophy is very broad. In knowledge principle, I consider this the Mercury, Jupiter, Gemini, Sagittarius aspect. We have work and play. Now to play hard just so that we could feel uh, non insane and uh, have the energy to go back and, and do those tasks that require our attention and uh, our effort. 
that in order to feel strong again, to be able to pick up where we left off on the work week, you know, or to even get along at all in the world, to do these mundane aspects, that we must play as well. But if you're playing just so that you could work, then you're living for work rather than living for play. And you should work so that you could play, so you could truly live rather than just play that so you can work. And that seems to be the way at least Western modern society uh, operates is you, pl you play so that you can work rather than the other way around. And if you want to play at all, you got to spend a lot of money. So you better keep making money so that you could play. And now you've created a problem of the harder you work, the more you seem to make. And the more you make, the more you can play. So you're just playing even more harder so that you can work harder, but you're still in the same spot you were when you were 15 and you got your first job with the least amount of responsibilities, or, or maybe there were a lot of responsibilities, but I think you see what I mean. And honestly, sometimes it works in the reverse. You know, the less responsibilities means it's, it's easier and the more responsibilities is harder and you get paid more to do more responsible things and less, uh, if there's less, you're less responsible. But also there's lots of responsibility at the bottom and not a lot at the top because at the top you're protected by everyone who's beneath you because you have total control over your environment. And this aspects to um, a tarot card that I have in mind, uh, the devil. The devil binds the twins together and, and the twins are communication. Think about the news outlets that run. It's communication being bound by the devil. You get Capricorn, right? Where I think capitalism seems to run hand in hand with Capricorn. Capitalism's about controlling modes of information so that people will comply with your uh, command structure. That's why the, the, the devil, the material world, keeps communication and knowledge in chains. Did I just blow your mind? Uh, mortality. We want to live a life to where you're full enough to realize that, okay, I don't need to be anything else more than what I am, so that if I died tomorrow, I would be happy with myself. That's, that's as far as I really want to go with it, because I'm not old and wise enough to really go farther, but that's, that's what I have right now, and that's my conception of personhood. Uh, if you want to donate to this podcast, it would be much obliged. Um, I think I would, I would put it back into updating the system maybe a little bit, and um, even uh, giving back to people by, by posing a question at the end of podcasts, and then you just email me an answer to the question. And whoever answers the question, I guess in my view, if it, if it inspires me and it answers it uh, in a way that's more novel and enlightens me, I just, I just find the best response would get some arbitrary amount. Like, oh, it depends on how much I make through the podcast, I guess, but like, you get 20 bucks. But ultimately, it's to sort of re reward me over the work I have done. Even though I am working for free and I didn't really care if it does happen, it would be cool to start generating a little support. And then in that way, it could make the interaction of this podcast pretty fun. And it'll also facilitate a little bit of learning. And I think uh, the more that I get, the more that I would give. Because really it would be about expanding the podcast and promoting it. And it would be about giving back. And there's no way to arbitrate that. And I would probably stay in touch to let you know just how well it is going and how it is going. And this is my conception of how I see the work I am doing here, aside from my, my, uh, my job, but more in alignment with my purpose. And if you want to donate at patreon.com forward slash Solomon's Temple, it would be much appreciated. And of course, either way, I don't really care. <laughs> I'll see you next time.